Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Welcome to You Made Me Watch, the podcast where myself, Mike Bobbitt, and my wife, Allison Bobbitt, make each other watch movies the other has never seen before. This week, Allison made me watch the notorious Steven Spielberg flop, Hook. Was it really a flop? Oh, yes. Really? It made back its money, but it's one of those things where... You double the budget of a film when you take into account marketing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it it didn't do. It wasn't the big Christmas blockbuster that people oh, yeah. were counting on it being. And it was also one of those movies that during production, Julia Roberts' life with Kiefer Sutherland was under so much scrutiny that people, the press, was kind of running with her being tinker hell and all that kind of stuff yeah she was notoriously going through a very difficult time and was not the most pleasant person to be around yeah and i guess it's kind of a shame that uh she got really upset that in an interview steven spielberg said she's very talented i just wish we had worked together at a different time in her life which i think is so diplomatic it is very diplomatic but oh well yeah so this is sort of a sequel to Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams is Peter, and his children are abducted by Captain Hook. So Tinkerbell takes him back to Neverland to try to get them back. But adult Peter is a lawyer and has forgotten that he's Peter Pan. Yes. So Captain Hook gives Tinkerbell and the Lost Boys three days to prepare Peter for battle Mm -hmm. and over the course of those three days he remembers that he is Peter Pan yes and he is able to get his kids back and they all live happily ever after with the exception of Rufio who dies and no one seems to give a shit yeah (laughs) Captain Hook murders him in front of everyone and they're like oh Anyway, too bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was shitty, man. And then they move on. Yeah. I never saw this before. And the only thing I knew about it is that Steven Spielberg says it's not a very good movie. I wasn't able to really get a feel for the second half of it. So I compensated with big set pieces and, 
you know, just putting a lot of visually interesting things in the shot. Mm -hmm. I came up with a theory for that. Well, first of all, how did you feel revisiting it? Um, Still loved it. It's um, it's still super fun. It's very different from like the Disney version, like as far as how the Lost Boys are. And um, I mean, Captain Hook is still pretty spot on mm-hmm. as well as Smee. Although Smee seems to have it a little bit more together in this than he does in the Disney version. I honestly feel like I know enough of Peter Pan and I'm sure at some point in my life I've seen it, mm-hmm. but... I really don't remember any of the details of Peter Pan. Okay. Well, like when people talk about Tiger Lily and so I have no visual frame of reference for who Tiger Lily is. And the only thing I've been able to pick up in all of my research over the last couple of days is a very problematic Native American. Yes. So in the Disney movie, the Tiger Lily portion of the movie the lost boys are playing playing a game with they call them the engines mm-hmm. which is obviously not great and it's where you know you you basically capture the other team and the movie was made uh, the cartoon version was made 69 yes years ago, yes um it's problematic now at the time it was pretty standard yeah um and it is true to the source material which is over a hundred years old. Yes, exactly. So um, it, it's just one of those things that's aged very poorly. Um, the big song in the Disney movie is "Why Is the Red Man Red," <laughs> and all of the Native Americans are kind of red hued. And then also, I guess in later versions of Peter Pan, Tiger Lily is often portrayed by a white actress, <laughs> which oh, okay. people get rightfully pretty upset about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the same thing happened with um, Johnny Depp playing Tonto, you know, right. where they find a white actor to, it's a whole thing. <laughs> the difference Hollywood. being <laughs> that the Lone Ranger movie was made in the 2000s. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Well, no, there was another Peter Pan movie that came out in the last maybe five years where Rooney Mara plays Tiger Lily. Oh. Very bad. Okay. She has since apologized, but it's also like, well, you didn't seem to have a problem with it when they paid you all the money. <laughs> yeah. But they actually leave them out of this movie entirely, which was probably a good move, in my opinion. So the Lost Boys, there's there's a lot more of them than... And they're, some of them are slightly more developed than in the Disney movie. Okay. Mostly Rufio and... Um, can't remember what the kid's name is. Thudbutt. Thudbutt are very slightly <laughs> more developed. Oh, okay. Thudbutt's in the cartoon version, too, then. Okay. No, Thudbud is not. Oh, okay. No, they're, you don't know anything about the Lost Boys. They're just oh. caricatures, truly. Um, and they're all in different like animal costumes in the cartoon. Oh, okay. So in this version, there are actually like characters that you can kind of discern between. Mm-hmm. Slightly. <laughs> what do you know about the history of Peter Pan? I know very little about like where it was rooted in. I, I know that the author... He wrote he wrote it based on stories that he told as a distraction for a kid who was either sick or whose parents were sick or something. It's uh it's so dark. <laughs> I know. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so J.M. Barry, James Barry, had an older brother named David Barry, not to be confused with author Dave Barry, mm-hmm. who 
there were like tons of kids in the family, I think 10. And the mom totally had a favorite, which was David, Mm -hmm. who died sort of like Jimmy Stewart's brother in It's a Wonderful Life. Like if Jimmy Stewart had never been born, he's ice skating and he falls through the ice and freezes to death. Oh my God. Yeah. So their entire life, J.M. Barry's mom is just doting on David, the boy who wouldn't grow up. So Peter is based partially on that. Mm-hmm. And there was a neighbor family, the Llewellyn Davies families. And there was one named Peter, but Peter Pan was not based on him. It was based on Michael Llewellyn Davies, who did not like any of the... Oh, association with Peter Pan. So he threw himself under a train. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. And people suspected J.M. Barry of being a, a kid diddler because he never really had a woman in his life. And uh, just, gay. just really enjoyed the company of all these children. And Michael Jackson really wanted to play Peter. Oh, yeah, that's right. And this was initially in development as a musical, and Mm. Steven Spielberg, and I guess Michael Jackson was attached to some degree or whatever, Yeah, which I kind of get. And by the way, one of the Llewellyn Davies kids said, no, he never, J.M. Barry never diddled us. I don't think... He, he, the way it was worded was really neat, even though it was like a quote from the 70s, said something like, I don't believe his uh, underroot stirred for anyone, <laughs> meaning oh, yeah. he was just an asexual guy, yeah. which in all honesty, I kind of feel that way about Michael Jackson as well. I, I, know. I, I know you and I disagree on that. I think Michael Jackson... Like J.M. Barry had a tortured childhood with many siblings and I agree never grew up. That Michael Jackson had a tortured childhood, but I also believe he was a child molester. So. Okay. And you and I disagree on that. Yes. And that's okay. Yes. Yeah, because neither of us know for sure. No one will know for sure, I guess. When Spielberg went in a different direction with this movie, because it was in development for like 10 years. Yeah told Michael Jackson, like, ah, you wouldn't really want to play. Peter Pan in this one's kind of like a, a lawyer and not, you know. Yeah. And uh, so Michael Jackson was like, well, all right. And then when he found out that there would be Peter Pan elements to it, he never spoke to Steven Spielberg again. <sighs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. But I'm sorry, like, Michael Jackson wasn't an actor. He couldn't have. Yeah, that's true. I like, mean, if it had been a musical version, I mean, Michael Jackson's good in The Wiz. Yeah, but I don't think he, he couldn't have played a believable lawyer. Are you kidding? No, 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 no. Like, there's no way that movie would have worked with him in it. Yeah. So the kind of, the fun thing about this one is that, like you said, it's very much a sequel. Um, mm-hmm. So Peter keeps coming back to visit Wendy, but because... He's in Neverland. He stays the same age as she gets older and older. And eventually he falls in love with her granddaughter. Moira. (laughs) Moira. And decides not to go back to Neverland. And as a result, he forgets everything and he gets adopted. And so Wendy's kind of like a grandmother to him. Right. Played by Dame Maggie Smith. Yes. 
in old age makeup. Yes, because I was like, um. Why does she look like she looks now? I know. I was (laughs) like, excuse me. She. (laughs) Yeah, I think she was only like 52 when this was made. She was not. And she's playing 92. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's aged up quite a bit. Um, oh, hold on. We have a blippy interruption. You can watch blippy with grandma. Okay. <laughs> that was cute. He's so funny. So the premise is Peter was also not the only lost boy to stay. Um, is it Tootles? Tuttles. Tuttles or yeah. something. Comes back with him as well. Is Tuttles in the animated version? No. Okay. At first, I was like, I wonder if he is John or Michael, because in the beginning... Oh, it is Toodles. Sorry, you're right. Toodles. In the Disney version, Wendy has two brothers, John and Michael. Named after the Llewellyn Davies. Yes. (laughs) In the beginning of the movie, when Toodles sits up, like he's laying on the couch, Mm. and he sits up, and John's hat and Michael's bear are sitting on the table near the couch. So I was like, is he one of them? But no, it would appear he was a lost boy. Yeah. So John and Michael aren't part of the movie at all. Mm-hmm. They're acknowledged, but not, you know. But yeah, uh, I think Dustin Hoffman is great as Captain Hook. Yeah, I think Dustin Hoffman, well, Maggie Smith is really great so... in all of her scenes. Like, she really grounds the first half of the movie. Yeah, because you have to sell the hell out of what she is saying, which is like, hey, so you're Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And he's this rigid, distracted lawyer who is constantly letting his kids and his wife down mm-hmm. <laughs> with his work commitments to sell this to someone like that and be like, listen, I know it's insane, but it's true. Yeah. She is so good. Yeah, she's great. I also agree. Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins as me and <laughs> so Hook, they were doing rehearsals and they started like I guess improvising to try to really feel out their characters and Mm -hmm. everything and they realized oh wait these are two old married queens (laughs) and they told Spielberg like hey we want to play it like they're two old married queens and Spielberg was like ah nah 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 it's a kids movie but it's like they kept that subtext in there they're like we're gonna still do it yeah we just won't say that because they are just chewing the scenery in the best way possible they really are they're so like when whenever captain hook has his tantrums when he's like i'm just gonna kill myself Mm -hmm. and he's like come on here we go like it was so (laughs) it reminded me a little bit of the scene in the birdcage when nathan (laughs) lane is like i'm gonna kill myself right and robin williams is like no you're not right um it's it's very it is very much two old queens just being hilarious together. Yeah, I, I love so it. Yeah. They're you know so funny. They're so funny. What's neat too is um, Charlie Corsmo, who plays mm-hmm. Jack uh, Peter's son, was also in Dick, Dick Tracy. Tracy with Dustin Hoffman. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. And he was also in Can't Hardly Wait. He's the right, nerd. Right, <laughs> which is the next movie he made after this. Like, mm-hmm, Yeah. I think he's only made like four movies total, and we've watched three of them now for the podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, in real life, like Peter in the movie, became a lawyer. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. He, uh, and now he is a law professor. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
That's so fun. Uh huh. That must be so fun to like have him as your law professor and then remember him from these movies. Right. Or see him in these movies. Now, uh, Spielberg didn't initially want him in the movie. He wanted Joseph Mazzello, who is the kid from Jurassic Park. Oh, to yeah. To play Jack, but felt that he was too young at the time. But mm. when he ended up getting to do Jurassic Park, he changed the age of that character so he could cast Joseph Mazzello. And uh, Sir Richard Attenborough was so impressed with Mazzello playing his grandson mm-hmm. that he ended up casting him later, too. So oh, I think oh. that's really cool. That is cool. Spielberg had a, a difficult time with this with the kids and well, there's a lot of kids. There are a lot of it's kids. A lot of kids. A and, lot of extras. Yeah, and I think maybe he was hoping he was going to be able to recreate that magic that he did with Drew Barrymore. But I think the thing that he overlooked about Drew Barrymore is Drew Barrymore comes from like she has thespian in her blood. In her yeah. Blood. yeah. And also, there were so many children in this mm. movie. It's like, well, which one do you pick to like right. bond with, you know? And it's a lot of like first-time actors, too. Yes. Yeah. It was a lot of first-time actors. I think Charlie Corsmo was the only one who'd really worked a lot before. Yeah. Like, this was um, the guy who plays... Yeah, like... Dante Basco, who plays Rufio, Mm -hmm. was just kind of a kid growing up in Compton. Yeah. And Spielberg told him that he cast him because he was the only kid that scared him. That's so funny. And he was like super into acting as a craft. Like when he found out he was working with Dustin Hoffman, Mm -hmm. every night he would go home and watch a Dustin Hoffman classic Mm -hmm. and then go to like knock on his trailer and just say, hey, so I was watching Lenny last night. That's (laughs) so cute. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he does a good job. He does. You know, for it really being his first big role ever. He he does some heavy lifting opposite of Robin Williams. Yeah. And, you know, at first he's kind of the foe, you know, where he's like, I don't think you're going to be able to do this. You're just some old guy. And then to really be like, and to believably be like, I believe in you now. Like, let's do this together. He, He does a really good job. Robin Williams in this. I feel like he's totally the right person to cast because yeah. he can do serious and he can play someone like Peter Pan in a way where I, I feel like it was very believable. Kevin Klein was initially cast. Ooh, he could do it too. Yeah, Soap Dish ended up having to do extensive reshoots so he wasn't able to do this. Mm. But I could have also seen him do that, which I think is kind of neat because... He plays the Pirate King in Pirates of Penzance. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you would see him more as Hook. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really like that. That's neat. It would have been. I, I would have liked to have seen it, but mm-hmm. I'm also really glad because Robin Williams just has a twinkle in his eyes. He when really does. And there's a note that he can play that... Uh, he was a Just, really, yeah. really good actor. He was. Yeah, you're right. There's a note he can play that no one else can hit. Yeah. Also, he had to wax his body for this also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the kids was, <laughs> I was reading an oral history of Hook 
from a bunch of the Lost Boys. <laughs> and one of them said on the first day, they asked Robin Williams, why are you so hairy? <laughs> <laughs> And he said, without missing a beat, I'm part ape. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So here's my theory on why Steven Spielberg couldn't really get a feel for this movie. I don't think Steven Spielberg ever had a childhood. His parents divorced when he was very young. Mm -hmm. And he was always very passionate about making movies. To the point when he was in high school, he made 15 movies. One of them, he got a budget of $500, had it screened in a local theater, and made $501. Like, he was aware of movies being a business. Mm-hmm. It was something he always wanted to do. He couldn't afford to go to USC like his contemporaries, like yeah. George Lucas. Mm-hmm. And his grades just weren't good enough for him to get into UCLA. So he because ended he up was having. Busy making movies, obviously. Yeah. So he ended up having to go to you know basically like a community college or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know there's the story of him hopping the fence at universal studios all the time to Mm -hmm. walk around the back lot he also kept going around asking if he could work for free he ended up doing a free internship in the sound department and when he was 20 years old universal studios said hey you know what we're going to give you a seven-year contract to direct television so he dropped out of college. And by the way, the college he went to didn't even have a film department. He was just studying English. So, That's so crazy. Yeah. Doesn't USC have like a school named after him now? Or is it UCLA? Um, I, I thought one of the schools had re- maybe a building or something. Yeah, I remember that theater that we went to. I know there was a lot of George Lucas stuff there. I don't mm-hmm. remember if there was Steven Spielberg stuff there. I don't know. I mean, they both matter. may have paid for this. But you know what's really crazy? Hmm. In the early 2000s, like I think 2002, 2003, Mm. Steven Spielberg went back to college to get his film degree. How crazy is that? Like, okay, well, this is awkward. Um, Today we're going to be watching Jaws. How fucking weird to be teaching a film class to Steven Spielberg. I would be terrified if I was that professor. Like, oh, like, who oh is it? Oh, God. that's kind of fun. Kid's name Steve Spielberg. And then you look up and you see this dude in his 50s. And you're like, um, uh, is this a joke? Yeah. Are we on candid camera? <laughs> right. So. Uh, that's bonkers. Yeah. So he was always driven and kind of looked at, like, the film that he had in the uh, theater he got his high school theater department to be the cast he played clarinet and his mom was a pianist and he played like the music music that he kind of wanted and his mom wrote it out as sheet music so the high school orchestra could score his film like he was a guy who just knew how to get people together to yeah. make stuff happen. He can and, organize. Yeah. And I think the longevity of Steven Spielberg is a lot of the people that he still works with today are people he's been working with since Forever. the 70s. Yeah. 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 He he does have um, that kind of reputation for we work well together. We should continue doing that. You yeah. Know? And um, that's I, that's great. Yeah. Like he's the one who discovered John Williams. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Which is crazy to think that john williams is so often associated with uh george lucas you know because of star wars right 
but yeah yeah he did discover john williams which is pretty awesome it says something too that you had these rich kids like francis ford coppola and mm-hmm. and uh george lucas who got to go to the prestigious school mm-hmm. and their best movies are clearly behind them but even though like steven spielberg is a year younger than my mom and he's still the movie that he has coming out next which is sort of like a biograph autobiographical movie about his life where mm-hmm. Seth Rogen's playing his uncle that helped him, you know, yeah. get started and everything. I am as excited about that as I have been any other Steven Spielberg. Yeah. He's a guy in his seventies and his best movie still may come out. Yeah. You know, like that's that's true. Cool. Which is pretty amazing, you know, that yeah. you're still creating and making things that you know, you're not limiting yourself in any way. Yeah. I, I feel like he's, he, he kind of is one to take a chance on something. You know, he did E.T. and, you know, which is a sci-fi movie. And then, you know, obviously Jaws and uh, didn't he do Apollo 13 too? Or Mm-mm, That was Ron Howard. Ron Howard, you're right. But the movies that he's done are, you can say like, oh, it's definitely a Spielberg movie, but they're not all the same shit over and over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of neat how et came to be after close encounters was a huge hit Mm -hmm. studio was like okay we want to make a sequel and uh he's like oh well i'm gonna sign on for this just so no one else does it so they were doing animatronics for like little aliens and then he wanted to it was going to be like an alien invasion type thing Mm -hmm. and uh there was like a little friendly alien with like a long glowing finger that they created animatronics for. And then, you know, he ended up getting to do that for E.T. And then he took like all the uh, the aliens torturing the family thing and repurposed it as poltergeist. Oh, and my God. So he's like, yeah, ha <laughs> like he just kind of yeah. took stuff from his own work. And yeah, I, he's brilliant. Yeah. One of the other ones that I was thinking, I'm like, what movie did he do that was super crazy? Obviously, Jurassic Park, but Schindler's List. Yeah. You know, Schindler's List and Jurassic Park came out the same year. Yeah. I was just looking at that. I'm like, oh, shit. Those came out the same year and they came out right after Hook. Right. So, I mean, he's done, you know, like Amistad, Saving Private Ryan, um, Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can. So all these very different genres yes he doesn't kind of you know whereas i think george lucas just stayed star wars that's all i'm gonna do is star wars which is fine you know but like you said that means your best stuff is behind you Mm. you know and um steven spielberg is continuously trying something new and taking chances and yeah it's it's good to see that you know yeah it was kind of neat because Hook did not do that well. He mm-hmm. wanted to do Schindler's List, and the studio was like, you think you can do this Jurassic Park thing for us first? And mm-hmm. then, you know, we'll be cool with you doing Schindler's List. And, That's uh, so crazy. Yeah, and then Jurassic Park ended up becoming the highest grossing movie. Like he, I remember seeing it in the theater. He broke his own record so many mm-hmm. times. And, yeah, he's... He's something else. Mm-hmm. What I really liked about this movie that I, I found out through my research is how close it is to the source material. If you leave Neverland, 
you start forgetting yeah, about Neverland. that you were there. And when you go back to Neverland, you start forgetting about the real world. Yeah. Like when he's, Peter Pan is flying with the Darling kids to Neverland, mm-hmm. he kind of looks and he's like, who the fuck are these kids? <laughs> you know, and they're yeah. like, hey, you, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Fairy dust is not part of the initial Peter Pan story. Like this was first a play. Mm-hmm. Peter Pan was a character that J.M. Barry had in another book mm-hmm. first, but then he kind of did like Steven Spielberg did with E.T. and yeah, Close Encounters yeah. and Poltergeist, kind of pilfered from himself. But so many kids saw the play where they were like, all you have to do is think happy thoughts and you can fly. So kids were <laughs> jumping off of things getting hurt left and oh right oh my god so he's like ah oh, fuck um fairy dust you need yep. fairy dust too hi. <laughs> i love you hi. <laughs> i said i love you and he goes hi it's pretty mm-hmm. neat that jam Barry kept working and adding on to peter yeah. pan over the years well i mean honestly you need fairy dust too is is smart move Yes. Very smart move. Yeah. Because, yes, I, re- I remember um, this is very loosely <laughs> like a connected thought, but I remember Jackass, the show, started my freshman year in college, which means I was at a prime point to see teenage and young 20 something year olds fucking destroy themselves all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> to try and get on Jackass. Which is why Jackass now has the disclaimer, or had the disclaimer at least, that says, do not do this and don't record yourself doing it and send it to us because we will not view your submissions. (laughs) Because people kept getting super hurt doing Jackass stuff. Yeah. Which, that that makes perfect sense to me that you would have to be like, no, 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 you need to do this or don't do this. I guess one of the complaints about the book peter and wendy is that it doesn't end it just kind of keeps going on and on and on and on (laughs) and he doesn't really know how to wrap it up Mm. but it is also in the final pages of that that peter keeps going back and wendy's now a grandmother and you know Mm -hmm. and stuff where you see it yeah continuing 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 yeah in the movie the young Wendy is played by Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Who, this is only her second movie. She's Steven Spielberg's goddaughter. Yes, exactly. So, so he must have just been like, you want to be in a movie for a couple scenes? Yeah, there are so many cameos and small roles in this. Mm-hmm. Phil Collins plays an inspector at the beginning. David Crosby and Jimmy Buffett play pirates. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg plays a pirate. Does he really? The couple kissing on the bridge at the beginning. Mm-hmm. George Lucas and Carrie Fisher. Oh. Carrie Fisher uh, tweaked Twinkerbell's lines for her oh wow like wrote the infamous between sleep and being awake yeah you know that that's where i'll be yeah um dustin hoffman's kids three of his kids are in this movie (laughs) that's so cute yeah it's it's isn't glenn close didn't you say glenn close yeah glenn close yeah it (laughs) plays the pirate that gets the scorpions in there Uh which even though she doesn't have scenes with Robin Williams, it's kind of a nice GARP reunion. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. I, You know, I looked at, you know, the numbers. It doubled its budget 
eventually. Yeah. Not yeah. in the first weekend, which is, I think, what you're hoping for. And then worldwide, it did like 300 million. So it it's not a bomb. That's worldwide, but it also was not released at the same time worldwide yeah so so it's over a span of however you know however probably a year yeah like like in in some countries it didn't get released until it came out on dvd in the 2000s and stuff yeah yeah so the world you know so the gross in the u.s is 119 million so it it doubled ish it premiered in canada in the year 2001 (laughs) isn't that weird that is weird that's 10 years later (laughs) Yeah. That's so re- like people must have been so surprised at people's ages. Right. I absolutely loved this movie as a kid. The rewatch, I still was like I love this. This is great. I think the characters are fantastic. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. You know, she may have been difficult, but she pulls it she off. She pulls it off and I swear she's probably acting to no one. Oh, yeah. Through yeah. the entire, because she's tiny. She's fairy sized the entire movie, except right. for one small scene. So she's probably talking to no one and is doing such a great job yeah. of, you know, being a fairy, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing great. So she may have, like you said, she may have been difficult, but I still think she was really good. I still had a really great time watching this and I still really love it. So, yeah, I am really glad that I got to see it. It has, you know, we've, we've done a lot of Robin Williams movies lately Mm -hmm. and this is a a really solid one. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg said that when, when Robin Williams died, he tried to rewatch this, but it, it just made him cry too much. Yeah. So he wasn't able to finish it. And yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. I absolutely. really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the message of it. I would put it closer to one of Spielberg's worst movies ever, but a guy who's consistently doing A's and B's, you know, B minus is not that bad at all. No. And I only say that because the whole thing felt like it was on a set to me. Yes. And I kept thinking how much better Richard Donner probably would have done with this Mm -hmm. having done such a great job with Goonies. Yeah. And yeah, it definitely felt like just a bunch of like a set just stacked up as high as possible. And just a lot of, you know, like crowding people around the camera kind of, you know, which is fine. Yeah. And and some of the, the action sequences and stuff just felt really clunky Mm -hmm. to me with like the skateboarding and, all that kind of stuff. Like, I just, it was definitely one of those things where I was like, yeah, I think a Richard Donner hook probably would have been even better. Coincidentally, a couple of years after this, Richard Donner did do another movie with kids. Uh, he did Radio Flyer with Elijah Wood oh, yeah, and yeah. Joseph Mazzello. Oh, really? Which is. You know, ki- I never saw that. It's kind of a sad one. So. No, I, I heard it's a sad one. Yeah. I think Richard Donner did a pretty good job of making Superman fly. Yes. I disagree with Spielberg that this isn't a good movie. It's I think a good it movie. is a good movie. I, I don't think it's a great movie. It's not his best movie. Right. But I think it's, it's a really, a really solid good story. Movie. And I think someone else could have. Yeah, someone else could have 
Bill's could have possibly, yeah, you know, could have probably done it a little better. But yeah, it, and not I mean, by a lot. You yeah, know? really, out of anyone I can think of, Richard Donner is the only person that mm-hmm. I think could have done a better job. Yeah, so. I'm not. I can't really pull anybody else that I feel like. Oh, you know, like they would have done it better. Yeah. Yeah. No. This makes me want to watch that uh, Finding Neverland movie too with Johnny Depp playing. Oh Jan yeah, Barry, yeah, yeah. Which uh, Dustin Hoffman's in that as well. Oh, is he really? Yeah. That's funny. I haven't seen that either. My mom, I think, went to go see it with a bunch of her friends, and she was like, "Oh, it was so sad," and I was like, "I'm good." <laughs> well, yeah, he definitely has a sad story. Yes. Well, thank you so much for making me watch this. No problem. I'm so glad that you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know where you think Hook lies in the Steven Spielberg canon on our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Also, follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. where Allison will post pictures of Eventually. the movies that we are talking about. Yes. <laughs> She's super pregnant right now, so excuse her if she is not yeah. super timely on that. I am super forgetful, and I'll be like, oh shit, I haven't done that in a couple of weeks. So super yeah. sorry. She has pregnancy brain. I, I really, it's it's getting bad. <laughs> yeah. But, we are recording these so far in advance that it is actually uh, election night, and we're waiting to see <laughs> if Biden steals the election from Donald Trump. Because if Donald Trump does not win tonight... Oh it could God. only be because it could only be because it was stolen. Did we even start this podcast when all that shit was? I don't. We had to have, right? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. No, we did because okay. we started it in the pandemic and Trump was still in office yeah. during the pandemic. That, of course, is a joke. We are, in fact, recording this Wednesday night, September seventh. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, join us next week to find out what movie I make Allison watch. Mm -hmm. And if it is available, it will be tangentially related to Hook. Yes. Well, thank you for listening to You Made Me Watch. Until next week, have a great time. Stay young. Stay gold, pony boy. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. crazy.